You're listening to The World in My Eyes. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation, and welcome back for yet another episode of The World in My Eyes, where I get my opportunity to share all the crazy voices in my head and what they say on a regular basis. And we've spent such a great deal of time getting so very intimate with each other. But in case you're new, I am the naughty mistress with the mostess, the melodic goddess, and the deviant diva, naughty Nicole Delacroix. And before I get started today, I do want to remind all you naughty little listeners out there that if you're searching for some naughtiness on the internet, then make sure that you're visiting our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys. Because if you're in the market for an adult toy, or if you need some help picking out the right adult toy, then your destination needs to be Adam and Eve Toys. And guess what? By being a renegade listener, they're going to give you one hell of a deal. So use special code BABE69, that's B-A-B-E-69. They're going to give you 50% off of one very special item. But that's not all. No, 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 no. They're also going to throw in free shipping, three choice adult movies to get you in the mood, and a very, very special Renegade-only listener gift. And let me tell you this, the folks over at Adam and Eve Toys, they really do know how to treat you right. So make sure you head on over there today and pick out something really, really naughty. Also, don't forget that the Renegade Talk Radio Network is growing every single day. We've got an awesome new website. It is so freaking great. You need to check it out. It's so much easier to find all the favorites and make sure that you have it bookmarked. And make sure you're checking out all the other fascinating and provocative shows on the website. We've got Deep Insight into Conspiracies with Everly Isby, Entrepreneurship and Business with Heather Havenwood, and as always, Hilarity and Hijinks with Richie and our very own Sammy the Sausage Man. You can also check out my other show, Big Trouble in Little Vagina, where we strive to become better partners, better lovers, and better people just in general. And don't forget, there's so much more great talk radio on its way to you, so make sure you're checking back daily, because I promise you this, you do not want to miss what's coming up next. And on today's episode of The World in My Eyes, we're looking at the possibility of global conflict. That's right, boys and girls, we're talking full-on World War III, and a possibility that we're already in the beginning stages of a new global war between the U.S. and its allies in the West versus Russia and its allies in the East. Now, there's currently a dispute on the South China Sea, which has severely damaged the United States' relationship with the People's Republic of China, which is not good because guess what? They own us. After the permanent court of arbitration in The Hague ruled that China's nine-dash line claim in the South China Sea and its land reclamation activities on on islets are invalid and unlawful, the United States has been preparing to sail in the area under a so-called freedom of navigation principle. And guess what? Well, it's pissed off the Chinese, which is not what you want to do. In August, the Chinese defense minister, Chang Wanquan, told his country's citizen to prepare for what he described as the People's War at Sea. Mr. Wanquan was referring directly to the United States' planned provocation under the pretext of the freedom of navigation principle. 
China has since vowed to take all necessary measures available to protect its sovereignty over the South China Sea, revealing that it had the right to set up an air defense zone on the sea. China has also since been positioning and testing its nuclear weapons and planning military drills on its waters with Russia. Even the United States has confirmed that China has tested an intercontinental ballistic missile, which is capable of striking everywhere in the world within a half an hour. So if you're ordering pizza, you might want to go ahead and order it now because <laughs> it may not make it. Moving away from the South China Sea, let's look towards Syria. Now, it's no secret the civil war in Syria is really just a proxy war between the United States and Russia. Russia has even intervened physically at the behest of the Syrian government. The United States, who for some reason hasn't been able to get an invitation to this party, has been secretly arming many rebel groups in the country with plans to overthrow the Syrian government. Of course, since Russia is an invitee of the Syrian government since last year, the war has been turning in favor of the Syrian government, which was falling before Russia's intervention. As of now, tension is mounting between the United States and Russia. Cold War coming on again. Nerves are at their highest since the Cold War era. The United States, at the moment, is sitting on tenderhooks. Many officials in the Obama administration are frustrated and confused regarding the situation in Syria. I'm guessing because they can't find where Aleppo is. The United States has even announced it has ended all contacts with Russia in Syria. Now, this announcement comes as Russia, beginning in, on September 22nd, intensified its military operations in Syria with the intentions to capture the city of Aleppo for the Syrian government. Diplomatic efforts to put an end to the fighting in Syria have also collapsed. As the Aleppo operation continues, Russia has given the United States a stern warning not to take any action against the Syrian government forces, and a great big middle finger. In fact, there are many Russian jet fighters stationed in Syria ready to shoot down any United States jet fighter that attempts to strike on the Syrian government forces. These developments from Moscow are not going down easily with the United States. No, because it's America. Don't you remember? The United States Secretary of State John Kerry is said to have urged President Obama to intervene and face the consequences from Russia. Basically, he's told him to bend over and take it in the ass. He is said to have even favored a nuclear deterrent against Russia. However, it appears that before Kerry could even make this suggestion to Obama, the Russians had already gathered intelligence on the happenings within the White House. According to Zvezda, a Russian defense ministry television channel, the country has started preparing its citizens for a possible nuclear war with the United States because of the mounting tensions in Syria. Russia has since moved to deploy nuclear-capable Iskander missiles in its westernmost region, Kaliningrad, which borders on NATO members of Poland and Lithuania. Due to how the situation has become some has become, some top officials at the United States Defense Headquarters have finally spoken out. Now, these Pentagon officials have admitted that World War III is imminent and that it's going to be deadly and fast. The military generals were speaking on a future of the Army panel in Washington. 
and Major General William Hicks said, and I quote, a conventional conflict in the near future will be extremely lethal and fast, and we will not own the stopwatch. General Hicks also stated that China and Russia's armies are becoming increasingly technological and that the Pentagon was getting ready for violence on the, on the scale that the United States Army has not seen since Korea. His comments were also echoed by Lieutenant General Joseph Anderson and Chief of Staff General Mark A. Milley, who described war between nation-states as almost guaranteed. The generals also said apart from the conventional battle, cyber battle, too, has become a reality against the United States, revealing that even smaller nations are launching it against our country. And what signs are there in the United States signaling that World War III is at our doorstep? <laughs> well, the United States is sending a clear and present message as they dig their heels into the Nevada sands as they tested two dummy nuclear bombs in the desert. That's right. These two nuclear bombs were reportedly dropped earlier this month from the same U.S. B-2 bombers that were flying over to the South China Sea. Now, if that's not stick-poking, then what the hell is it, guys? The National Nuclear Security Administration, or the NNSA, released this sorry pitiful excuse on October 6 for the Nevada Desert as exercise. And I quote, The primary objective of flight testing is to obtain reliability, accuracy, and performance data under operationally response re representative conditions. Such testing is part of the qualification process of current alterations and life extension programs for weapon systems. NSA scientists and engineers use data from these tests in computer simulations developed by Sandia National Laboratories to evaluate the weapon systems, reliability, and to verify that they are functioning as designed. Blah, 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 blah. That's a bunch of bullshit if I ever heard it. They further stated in the press release how the demonstration on the B-61 is a critical element of the U.S. nuclear triad and the extended deterrent, according to Brigadier General Michael Lutton, but failed to explain who is actually being deterred. So much for disarmament programs in the U.S. putting their money where their mouth is, right? Can we truly call ourselves a peacekeeper now? Although it can be argued that Russia, this last fortnight, has acted no better. I don't recall hearing about dummy testing of nukes in Siberia. The United States has taken this one step further. They're the first to act. I could be wrong, but my guess is if Russia had, NATO wouldn't just be building up the borders of the vast country, unless this is aimed at Kim's North Korea, but <laughs> that's so unlikely. While NATO shores up Poland's eastern flank and other states with more troops and western objectives, Russia moved their own deployment into Kaliningrad outpost. It has its own 500 to 700 kilometer radius, leaving Berlin wide open for attacks. But it is important to note two very important things here. Russia did the very same thing back in 2015, but for armed forces training. It eventuated into nothing but, well military training on their own soil. Not really much of a crime the last time I checked. The second, it's also important to note that this Russian movement occurred on the 9th of October, three days after the Nevada desert tests. Could it be that Russia is preempting the U.S. strikes and not the other way around? 
Could there actually be something real underlying the, their paranoia? Or is it just paranoia? What I'm trying to say here is this, that it's vitally important to match up the facts and draw your own conclusions. The announcement last week by the U.S. that World War III may be inevitably, inevitable shortly after their nuclear testing resumed should never be forgotten over the coming months. Releasing that PR nightmare is akin to a Pandora refusing to return to the box. Was it intentional? Of course it was, and corporate media latched onto it like a baby with a pacifier. The question I ask is, why? It's also really important to note here France's President Hollandais comment the other day about Russia, insisting that they are not a threat, but as The Guardian reported, they are seen by the French as a partner. Everybody wants to partner with the French. Russia has always been open for dialogue with NATO, says Putin's spokesman Dmitry Peskov. Russia is not looking for an enemy, but it actually sees it happening, Peskov continued. When NATO soldiers march along our border and NATO jets fly by, it's not us who are moving closer to NATO borders. Valid point, Peskov. Valid point. Two points for you, man. The Cold War has unfortunately thawed. It has unfortunately encompassed China as well. China and Russia are known allies. Economically, the West cannot beat China. Military might will also fail. This is not a war that the United States can win. No, we're going to have to bend over and take it in the ass. Napoleon Bonaparte, who failed in his invasion of Russia, once said, as he perhaps peered in the direction of China, let China sleep, for when the dragon awakes, she will wake the world. I wonder how he'd, how he'd feel knowing that these two great nations are now allied together. And it's time for all nations to take a page from the history book and understand that in a crisis like this, no one will ever win. Remember, there is no negotiating with megalomaniacs. All right, my dear listeners, we're just getting started today. And before we get too far into it, we need to take a moment and visit our sponsors. Maybe check out a little bit of music. You're listening to The World in My Eyes. I am still the very naughty Nicole. And this is still Renegade Talk Radio. So meet me back here after the break. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE69 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE69 at adamandeve.com. Hello, Renegade Nation. It's Naughty Nicole here from Big Trouble in Little Vagina. And I have something very special to talk to you about. Are you lonely? Do you want somebody that you can hang out with? Maybe some friends with benefits? 
Maybe a little lover that you could take in the evening. Or maybe you're more interested in a serious girlfriend or boyfriend. Maybe even marriage. Nah, nobody's interested in that. Maybe you're just looking for somebody that you can hang out with and have a good time with. And somebody who thinks the way you do or talks the way that you do. And you're tired of all those dating sites out there. Well, let me tell you. It is my great pleasure to introduce to you RenegadeMatch.com. That's right, Renegade Nation, we've got a whole new dating website made just for the renegade in you to help you find that other half of the perfect life. Check out RenegadeMatch.com now. And welcome back, Renegade Nation. If you're just tuning in, this is still the world in my eyes, and I am still the very naughty Nicole. And today we're talking about the inevitability of World War III and some other stories that the mainstream media doesn't seem to think is too important for you to care about. Now, you'll be very interested in our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys, because guess what? They have a vast selection of adult toys, movies, and oh, so much more. So if you're looking for something special, make sure you head on over to Adam and Eve Toys today because they will treat you right. Don't forget special offer code BABE69, that's B-A-B-E-69, and they will give you one hell of a deal. But back to more important things and back to our topic at hand. Let's take a quick look at five stories that the media seems to have ignored while reporting on a truly important incident, the Kim Kardashian robbery. Yeah. Now, one of the saving graces of the ailing corporate media, well, for the folks that set the agenda anyway, is its relentless ability to hyper-focus the public's attention on an altogether meaningless event. Take, for instance, an armed robbery that sees property stolen, but nobody hurt. Such an event is unfortunate, yes, but it happens every damn day. People get robbed. And it's certainly not something that should consume a news cycle, particularly when there's developments of actual importance unfolding all over the world. Yet, this is exactly what has happened. After reality TV star Kim Kardashian was robbed at gunpoint in Paris. Now, Kardashian was in town for Fashion Week. She was forced into the, br- the bathroom of her hotel room, tied up and robbed at gunpoint. The perpetrators were men that were dressed as police officers, and they managed to steal about $10 million. Again, it was a very unfortunate incident. But she's fine. She wasn't hurt at all. And Paris officials have assured that the perpetrators will be brought to justice. At this point, had the celebrity been an average citizen, the media would have likely concluded that there was nothing more to the story and moved on. But then, if she were an average citizen, the media wouldn't have been covering the story in the first fucking place. And that's my point. In truth, the Kim Kardashian incident is precisely the type of filler bullshit story that the corporate media has used time and time again to keep the celebrity-obsessed masses distracted from what's really going on in the world. And while, in this instance... The bought and paid for networks fixated on the fact that the assailants are still at large. 
interviewed the starlet's friends about her mental state and tried to pass off reports of her being tailed prior to the incident as breaking news. There were events taking place in the world that the masses should have been paying attention to instead of following Kim Kardashian. As such, there are five stories that you may have missed while the corporate media was obsessed with Kim Kardashian and her stolen jewelry. So, if you missed it, diplomacy between Russia and the U.S. in Syria is pretty much dead. Yep, following weeks of failed talks and escalating violence in the war-torn Syrian city of Aleppo, diplomatic efforts between Russia and the United States officially cratered on Monday, with the Russian deputy foreign minister declaring there has been no exchange of information between the two countries of late and State Department spokesman John Kirby saying the U.S. is suspending its participation in bilateral channels with Russia. For those of us paying attention, the news wasn't really much of a shock. Following a U.S. airstrike that killed 62 Syrian soldiers, for which the U.S. blamed on bad intel, I'm guessing they were probably busy watching Kim Kardashian, and an attack on a U.N. humanitarian convoy near Aleppo that killed a dozen aid workers, for which the U.S. blamed Russia, the latest Syrian ceasefire brokered by Washington and the Kremlin officially collapsed two weeks ago. Since then, the fighting in Aleppo has intensified, and the accusations being hurled have grown bolder. One U.S. ambassador equated the Russian air campaign in Syria to barbarism. Indeed, all the official breakdown of diplomacy regarding Aleppo really means is that the fighting is going to go on and on, and it will undoubtedly get much worse. The only difference is that now, our leaders don't have to pretend to be trying to talk a way out of it. Oh, And Kim Kardashian got robbed. How about the Pentagon dumping half a billion dollars into making propaganda for terrorists? What the fuck? That's right. On Monday, the Bureau of Investigative Journalism reported on the revelation the Department of Defense spent more than $500 million from 2007 to 2011 creating fake news and propaganda for terrorist groups in Iraq. The largest recipient of said funding was a British PR firm. The Bureau of Investigative Journalism states, and I quote, The Pentagon gave a controversial UK PR firm over half a billion dollars to run a top-secret propaganda program in Iraq, the Bureau of Investigative Journalism can reveal. Bell Pottinger's output included short TV segments made in the style of Arabic news networks and fake insurgent videos, which could be used to track the people who watched them, according to a former employee. Once the propaganda items were created, the team embedded a code into the CDs which linked to a Google Analytics account, giving the list of IP addresses where the CDs had been played, says a former Bell Pottinger worker, Martin Wells. And he goes on, my friends. If one is looked at in the middle of Baghdad, you know there's a hit there. If one, 48 hours or a week later, shows up in another part of the world, then that's the more interesting one. And that's what they're looking for, because that gives you the trail. In truth, this all sounds like par for the course, given what we know about the machinations of the war on terror. Yeah, nothing new there, my friends. But how about this story? This is probably kind of important. I don't know, being as we're going to be voting for a president soon. 
the public got a raw look at Hillary Clinton. Audio from hacked emails recently made public by the Washington Free Beacon once again highlights Hillary Clinton's flip-flopping ideological nature and her true thoughts about voters. On Monday, The Intercept reported on the new audio, which was recorded at a campaign function in February, pointing out her contradictions, and I quote, Clinton has been inconsistent in the past about espousing political labels. She has at times touted herself as a stalwart liberal. For instance, she said last July, I take a backseat to no one, when you look at my record in standing up and fighting for progressive values. But a few months later, she told a group in Ohio, you know, I get accused of being kind of moderate and center. I plead guilty. In the new clips, Clinton seems to affirm her fluid ideological state, saying of this year's election cycle that on one hand, there's the kind of populist, nationalist, xenophobic, discriminatory kind of approach that we hear too much of from the Republican candidates. And on the other, it's a deep desire to believe that we can have free college, free health care, that we've that what we've done hasn't gone far enough. Of her own place in that pageantry, she added, I'm occupying for the, for the center-left to the center-right, and I don't have much company there, because it is difficult when you're running to be president and you understand how hard the job is. I don't want to overpromise. I don't want to tell people things that I know we cannot do. She also spoke of the supporters of, the, of then-challenger Bernie Sanders, suggesting it was disillusionment with the future, and not any genuine dislike of her that drove young people to favor the senator from Vermont. They're children of the Great Recession, she said, and they're living in their parents' basement, she added. If you're feeling like you're consigned to, you know, being a barista, then the idea that maybe, just maybe, you could be part of a political revolution is appealing. Yeah, okay. But then again, Kim Kardashian got robbed. How about this one? Millions of Russian citizens are preparing for nuclear war. Yeah, I know we talked about it in the first segment, but it bears repeating, people. On the heels of the official breakdown of talks to halt the fighting in Aleppo, Syria, the Kremlin ordered emergency preparedness drills to be carried out among the Russian citizenry beginning on Tuesday. As Common Dreams reported, amid collapsed diplomatic efforts over Syria and increasing tensions with the United States, the Russian government is beginning emergency response exercises on Tuesday that will include the participation of thousands of government officials and many millions of citizens who will respond to a mock nuclear attack or other large-scale catastrophe. The four-day drill will reportedly include 200,000 rescue professionals, tens of thousands of emergency vehicles, and an estimated 40 million civilians from around the country. The drills are purportedly intended to practice organization of management during civil defense events. At least that's according to Russian Emergencies Minister Vladimir Puchkov. Why don't we have any, any representatives for the United States that have cool names like Puchkov? Oh, well, on to better things. Though given the timing, literally hours after DOD spokesman John Kirby confirmed U.S.-Russian diplomacy in Syria was done, it isn't a reach to interpret this move as the next logical step toward another Cold War with Russia. But then again, Kim Kardashian was robbed. And probably a story that most people don't think is important, but you really need to stop and think about this. 
Bees were put on the endangered species list for the very first time ever. Doesn't grab the headlines like endless global warfare or rampant political criminality, the fate of the bumblebee, nevertheless, has an extreme impact on the existence of human beings. And as it was reported on Tuesday, for the first time ever, the bumblebee was recently labeled an endangered species. Seven species of Hawaiian yellow-faced bee in the genus Hylias, once the most abundant insects on the tropical island, are now so scarce that they are one of the state's least observed pollinators. The pollination habits of bees are vitally important to the native flowering plants of the ecosystems that they occupy. If the bees disappear, certain plants will disappear, which will lead to certain animals disappearing, and so on and so forth, creating a domino effect. And that effect would touch human beings as well. Not only is this driving away many species to extinction, but it also poses a grave threat to our agricultural integrity. The bumblebee's contribution to farms is estimated at $3.5 billion. Now, what Kim Kardashian and her jewelry contribute to society is, well, at the current date, yet to be determined. All right, my precious little listeners, it's that time again. We need to visit our sponsor, so take a moment, check out what they have to offer, and then meet me back here after the break. I'm still Naughty Nicole, and you're still listening to The World in My Eyes here on Renegade Talk Radio. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE69 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE69 at adamandeve.com. All right, welcome back, my Renegade Nation heathens. If you're just tuning in, this is the world in my eyes, and I am still Naughty Nicole. And I hope that during the break that you took a little time to visit our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys, to check out the vast selection of adult toys, movies, and oh so much more. If you're looking for something special, make sure you head on over to Adam and Eve Toys today, because they will treat you right. And today, we've been talking about stories that the media hasn't covered. And, you know, the upcoming World War III, so make sure you get your tickets now. <laughs> As always, I like to end things on a high note, and today is no different. Today's story is guaranteed to tickle your funny bone. Or, well, maybe tickle you in yet another way. Because <laughs> today's story is about a student teacher in the UK who needed emergency surgery after getting a 7-inch sex toy lodged in her butt. That's right, I said a sex toy lodged in her butt. 
A student teacher who got a seven-inch sex toy lodged up her bum was forced to have it surgically removed after trying to use barbecue prongs to get it out. Seriously? This story is just oh so fucking good. Emma Phillips was feeling amorous with her partner, Lee Miller, during the early hours of Saturday morning when the sex toy apparently disappeared. Initially thinking Lee had hidden the vibrator under a pillow as a prank. Okay, first of all, how do you not know that you have a sex toy in your ass and you think it's hidden in a pillow? Okay, back to the story. It was only when the mom of one pressed down on her stomach and felt a buzzing that she realized it had vanished up her back passage. Okay, seriously, again, I'm going to go back to the how do you not know that you have a 7-inch dildo in your ass? Seriously, how do you not know this? How fucking wide is your anal cavity that you don't realize you have Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting I'm getting off on the story here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back to the story. <laughs> After being rushed to the hospital to have the toy surgically removed, Emma is now speaking out to warn others not to allow embarrassment to stop them from seeking help if they happen to find themselves in a similar predicament. Well, Emma, I hate to tell you that most people that have a 7-inch dildo in their ass tend to know that they have a 7-inch dildo in their ass. They're not like you. Anyways, Emma, who's from Wallacey Merseyside, said, and I quote, We were looking around the bed in case it had fallen out. I'm just saying, why didn't she just stand out? Because apparently her ass is so fucking wide that she doesn't realize she's got something in her ass. Why not just stand up, spread the cheeks, and see if it fell out then? Okay. She adds, when I leaned on my stomach, I could feel it vibrate. And how do you not feel it vibrating? I mean, seriously? Okay, maybe if you haven't changed the batteries in a little while, but seriously? What the fuck, lady? It was stuck low down, and at one point, it was even wedged behind my head. Okay, seriously? This woman either has to be seriously high. Well, let's finish the story. Okay. The passionate pair tried to extract the toy, which they bought for 28 pounds, which, by the way, is about 35 bucks U.S., as part of a couple sex aid pack. Apparently, they didn't realize that <laughs> you're not supposed to stick it so far up your ass. Okay. Using a variety of do-it-yourself methods, but to no avail. Emma says, oh my God, and this is awesome. For a while, Lee was suggesting all kinds of wonderful options. He tried a kitchen fork handle. So I'm just thinking that, you know, I get this vision of Family Guy when Quagmire bends over and all the shit comes flying out of his ass. This is what I'm picturing. So he tried a kitchen fork handle, which they, they say they won't be using again. And said he could feel it at one point, but it was too far up. It was a goner. He then tried barbecue prongs, but after a certain point and after an hour of trying. Now, it's been in there for an hour and you're still using barbecue tongs? What the fuck, people? Why not try getting one of those super magnets? Because maybe, you know, the batteries would be attracted to it and schluck it right out. I I'm just thinking ahead, you know, outside the box here. We knew we were going to have to go to the hospital. We were both a bit shocked. I'm thinking you weren't as shocked as you think you are. 
After initially seeing the funny side, Emma said that they quickly realized that she needed medical help. Duh! If you, I'm, I'm thinking it's kind of like the Viagra commercial where they say if you've had an erection for four hours, you should seek medical attention. If you have a seven-inch dildo in your ass for more than an hour, you should seek medical attention. That's a perfect PSA for Renegade Talk Radio. <laughs> Emma said, we'd both been drinking the night before, so we couldn't drive. I had to make the most embarrassing call to the ambulance at 7 a.m. Seriously? At 7 a.m.? Okay. The call handler said, tell me exactly what the problem is. So I had to tell him, how much fun is it that it was a guy that answered that phone? Because seriously, could I be that 911 operator? Because that would have been awesome. Within five minutes, an ambulance arrived and rushed the pair to to a a local hospital in North Wales. Emma spent the 45-minute journey perched on one of the seats and was hurried into the room for observations. Emma said, at that point, it was just more surreal than anything. I didn't feel much pain at that point. I was in too much shock. Apparently. (laughs) Doctors carried out an x-ray to work out where the still buzzing vibrator. What kind of fucking batteries is she using that, you know, for hours it's still buzzing? What the fuck? And realized it was too high up and it would be too painful for them to manually extract it while she was awake. (laughs) Emma said... Yeah, I think at that point it started getting a little serious. You think? (laughs) The doctors were really good. They all moved quite quickly and were so reassuring telling me they saw it quite often, which was quite a relief. (laughs) Yeah, they were just telling you that, honey. I'm I'm sorry. I've watched Sex Send Me to the ER and I'm telling you, having a 7-inch dildo up your ass, not once. Not once. I'm sorry. As she was being wheeled to the theater doctor's, Doctors told Emma if they couldn't extract it rectally, they would have to go through the bowel and take some out, which could mean at least six months with a colostomy bag. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Emma said, I think before before that, I thought it, of it as just a little operation to get it out. I still wasn't taking it that seriously. But when he said that, that only that's only when I woke up would I know whether they would have to cut me open. And it was really scary. At 12 p.m., Emma finally underwent the minute-and-a-half surgery, which involved placing a camera down her throat and the surgeon pressing on her stomach before manually extracting it. Doctors offered them the toy as a keepsake, but she said, no, thank you. (laughs) Seriously, I would have taken that shit just because you got to get that shit fucking. It's like a trophy now. She was discharged around 6.30 p.m. before tentatively making her way home to see her two-year-old daughter. That's right. She's a, she, has a, she has a kid. My daughter was staying with her mom and her dad, and as she stayed at her boyfriend's the night before. She says, I wasn't going to tell them, but then I was going into surgery. I knew we were going to have to say something, so I had to tell my mom the real reason. Can you imagine that fucking conversation? Hey, mom. I'm being wheeled into surgery right now. Oh, no, it's nothing serious. I've got a seven inch dildo up my ass and it's still vibrating and they're going to have to extract it from my ass. (laughs) She said, I just took some painkillers and was told not to use stuff like that again until I was ready. I'm just going to say first off, bravo to the to the the nursing staff for telling her that, you know, wait until you're ready again. And apparently she has learned that she does need to be a little bit more careful in the future. Yeah. Lee, however, has not been scarred by it. He just thinks it's funny. Well, 
I'm just going to say I agree with Lee because it is fucking hilarious. Of course, she thinks that he should have one stuck up his bum and take one for the team. Joking aside, though, Emma does want to raise awareness and urge anyone that's in a similar predicament to seek medical attention. That's right. Any of you renegaders out there that have a seven inch dildo or maybe even a larger one in your ass and you can't get it out. Try the barbecue tongs and then go to the hospital. (laughs) Emma said we weren't going to do anything about it because of the embarrassment. There's such a big taboo about it, but we knew we needed to help. I want to say a massive thank you to the ambulance crew and the hospital staff who were really good, really reassuring and non-judgmental. So kudos to them because there is a big taboo about it and it really isn't a big deal. You do hear about people coming, becoming really ill or even dying because they're too embarrassed to get help. And I would hate to see that happen to anybody else. So it was very nice to know that the doctors were so willing. And we here at Renegade Talk Radio, well, we like doing public service and we like making sure that we help our our listeners and their families and friends so because of this story the renegade talk radio network has decided to branch out and we are going to be offering a brand new line of sex toy removers now all of which are going to be rusty barbecue tongs in various sizes for all your sex toy extraction needs priced (laughs) $29.95 and with that my renegade nation We've come to the end of our episode, and I thank you for joining me today. Maybe you learned a little something, like don't stick a 7-inch dildo up your ass, or maybe you just like listening to me talk about a 7-inch dildo up your ass. Either way, if you did, make sure you let me know, because I would love to hear from you. You can find me at my website, www.nicole-delacroix.com, or on Twitter at at Nicole Delacroix. And if you like what you're hearing, then make sure you pick up a copy of my book, Sexual Confessional, Confidential Admissions from Social Media. Honestly, I really think that that admission of a 7-inch dildo in her ass should have been in the book. But it was before then. And you can find my book on Amazon.com or other major booksellers. That's our time for today, and I want to thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio, and don't forget to join me next time. Until then, remember in the immortal words of Mark Twain, God invented war so Americans would learn geography. (laughs) See you next time, my precious little heathens. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.